0: This is the Debbie Debbie Royale Royale. with your hosts, hosts, Kevin Kevin Coleman, Coleman, Jeff Bell, Bell, and and Christian Christian Williams. Williams.
1: What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Devi Royale. We have a fun one for you tonight. We're going to be talking about the SEC, doing a full conference breakdown. But Jeff is back. We're excited. We got him back. He has fuller hair all of a sudden, but it's a lot grayer. So, Jeff, it's nice to see you back on the show.
2: It is great to be back. Uh, there's nowhere else I would rather be Tuesday nights at 930 has some things going on, uh, you know, some family obligations, but uh, what's done is done and, and what's now is now and and here we go. We are ready to talk about the SEC and of course, you know, it's supposedly the best conference in America. So, you know, of course, we have to leave them off and start with them first. Yeah, they, they lead everything now.
1: You really uh you really narrowed that down to the best thing to do on a Tuesday at 9:30 but I, we appreciate you on this show. Like we're we're glad you're back. Yeah. Uh we want to give a shout out to our sponsor all 22, all 22 league. It's coming up quick. You got to know, you know, get, get in this now. You get 40% off use promo code TDR22 for our new uh new kind of fantasy league. It's partnered with or not partner, but they're affiliated with um, PFF and their kind of grades and how they do that. So it's a, it's kind of a fun little different type of fantasy league. So use our promo code TDR 22 for 40% off, but let's dive into it. No news really in college football right now. We, we're going to just mention the 2024 class for tight ends. We cannot spend an entire, you know, show on tight ends in the 24 class, but we will just say, you know, Personally, it's Brock Bowers, right, and Michael Trigg from Ole Miss. I feel like those are the two guys that you need to keep an eye on. After that, it's really grasping for straws. I don't see anybody else out there. Do you guys see anybody else out there?
0: Is G Scott in this class? He's technically in twenty three, but yeah, he'll be in he'll be in twenty four. He's too new to the position.
2: I think that's potentially a name to keep an eye on. He's, yeah, he's too new to the position to go out, you know, athleticism's there, Ohio state is there. So, you know, if they, if they use him kind of split him out a little bit, there could be some creative usage there for him. And that's kind of a name that I think is way off the radar in a lot of people's minds right now.
0: Yeah. I I think there are a flurry of guys that could start to step up this year. Um, Jake Briningstool from Clemson is a guy that I really was looking forward to, but Davis Allen is back there. So I don't know what that opportunity looks like with that quarterback play. Um, there's just, a, quite a few guys that like, we just don't know enough to actually sit down and say like, these are the guys I'm super excited about. I, I think Kevin hit the nail on the head with the top two guys. I think Elijah Arroyo could have a pretty decent year in Miami, but you know, that passing offense, we don't know what that is, uh, with, with the new leadership there. So, um, yeah, it, it definitely not a full episode's worth. I couldn't believe how long we spent on the 2025 tight ends last week. So uh, we, it, did. We, we, we did. It, it was a long time. <laughs> it was probably too long, but
1: <laughs> we covered we covered a lot of good breakdowns of that. I I will say, you know, Brock is fine. I still take Michael Mayer over Brock. So in terms of like overall, but Brock's the tight end too. I don't really know how much it really matters because the tight end one pr- going in the last season, everybody thought was Weidemeyer, and he didn't even get drafted. So when we're talking about tight ends, it is what it is with Brock. I think Michael Trigg is fascinating. He could be a great prospect, but he's got to produce. So I think there's some question marks all the way
2: around. Well, the thing, too, with Bowers is you projecting him into the NFL, playing Debbie, you need to have a kind of a real conversation about that because is that body type, is that a real tight end? Is that a tight end that's going to see volume at the next level? Is he kind of more a – is he really going to – emerge as that mismatch piece obviously we see him produce in the sec and we know that the level of defense that he's going against and defense is keying to stop him Uh, but again you know what he's playing at 225 like is there are there nfl tight ends playing at 225 and and it's one of those that are are they gonna split him out and and one of the other things i I, this is kind of kyle pitt's thing of like how much Slot. How much outside can a guy play before he's not a tight end? And is you know if the guy's not putting lining up in line, and putting his hand in the dirt, and and doing any of that, and he's lining up out in the slot nonstop, and if he becomes a fantasy option, that conversation might occur. occur that you know eligibility could be a question.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think personally that I, I think Bowers is closer to a Greg Dulcich level prospect than he is a kyle pitts um, yeah and in, in, in terms of how he'll be used at the next level because pitts to his credit i mean when he is in line he's a good enough blocker so yeah. uh i don't know that we have that from bowers and i don't think we're gonna see it because of darnell washington being there All right so and that's where we're gonna have question marks no matter what leading into the draft so
1: Hey, don't forget about Jeff's guy, Eric Gilbert. Eric Eric Gilbert's still there, too. Uh, But I I like Brock. You know, Brock's fine. I actually think Dallas Clark's a good... um, a good comp for him like kind of that weird kind of hybrid tied in slash you know play out back but clark was bigger too like clark yes. played probably 250 245 somewhere around there um so yeah i think it's interesting discussion i'm not gonna waste picks on these guys i i'm just not gonna get up and go grab them i'm just gonna let them go uh all right let's get to what we're doing today sec breakdown we're gonna be talking about all the sec teams uh and just we have questions for them. We're gonna talk about their over under on wins, where those are at, looking at basically division winners, title game predictions. Uh, but to keep it for you, Devi values and understand it, we're gonna be talking about people and players and what we expect of them, breakouts, guys like that. Uh so let's start with Georgia since they just won the national title. We know that where they're coming back. Their their um win total on the year is 10 and a half, and th- that doesn't leave a lot of room for um for losses on, on their schedule. The biggest question is, I think, for Georgia is can Stetson Bennett lead them back to a championship game? So uh, can he do what he did last year, which wasn't a lot, but he did enough to kind of put him there. But Georgia lost some names on defense. I know they're bringing some guys back. But again, they're going to have kind of this turnover running back room. Question marks. We like Kendall Milton, these other guys that are there. But what does that look like? So, Jeff, do you think Bennett's the guy you think they can lead him back?
2: their schedule would suggest that's the case I, I don't know that i see a loss in there in the regular season obviously they they would likely get alabama in the sec championship game and but you know last year we saw that doesn't really matter when it comes down to the playoffs. And so it, I could see them going through the regular season. But again, we've seen in the past a team that coming off the national championship that has a lot of attrition to the NFL, they slip up and, and that's happened before there's been upsets. And and so they are a team that could be primed for the upset. If Bennett doesn't take that step forward, which I really don't expect him to. I mean, I think that we are looking at a very limited quarterback that they've played within kind of structure on him and, and allow that to deliver those backs. Like you mentioned, need to step up. Um, one guy that I'm looking at stepping up is a Mitchell, if he can come forward, because obviously he made some big plays in the national championship game that kind of swung that in their direction. So uh, developing coming into his sophomore year, can he make a leap and, and become kind of that, that premier outside option? Cause we know that this will be a tight end, heavy offense. They have plenty of talent in that position and they will use, powers like we just talked about and kind of allow him to create mismatches but i don't expect if they win again it's going to be because the defense is there and because their backfield develops and it's not going to be because of stetson bennett but i don't know how you bench the national championship winning quarterback that's going to come down as a school legend
0: <laughs> yeah School legend that's and that's all he'll be Unfortunately he's not going to the NFL Hey there are other leagues that he can go to now Though so maybe he'll end up in the XFL and we'll have someone to Make fun of over there as well but No with with Georgia I think I think You hit the nail on the head there's not Too many games there aren't Too many games on their schedule that you can circle And say well maybe but the One that I I have and and I Think it's worth They're They're heading to Kentucky in their second to Last game and You know, we'll talk about Kentucky and what that team is If that offense takes a step forward and if Will Levis is as legit as I think he is And actually he performed pretty well against Georgia last year They were conservative with it If they kind of let him open it up a little bit And their defense is able to kind of hold their own against Stetson Bennett I think there's a chance that that's the the one upset But the over-under is 10.5. They have 12 games. It doesn't matter Even in that case, I would take the over on Georgia wins this year you mentioned a lot of attrition to the NFL. I think the craziest part is they have better guys stepping into certain roles. Jalen Carter on defense is yeah. uh, as good a defensive tackle prospect as I've seen in a long, long time. So they're still going to be crazy on defense. It, they're still going to be a good football team. I think a choice has to be made somewhere in the middle of the year. Is Stetson Bennett going to get us over the hump again this year? I don't know if he will. I don't know if they have a guy that's actually ready to kind of take the reins from him though, either. They have a bunch of young guys for the most part. So um should still be a good team though, I think.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they'll I think it'll okay. be all right. Yeah, yeah, I think they'll be all right. I think okay. they'll be good. Yeah. Um I I I know we're circling games. Well, Jeff's just pencil in their their schedules were very weak, but I really am intrigued by that South Carolina matchup in week three. Like I know Jeff hates Rattler and I know that like, I know, but is it rather the type of guy that could come in there and just beat Georgia and then lose like the next four games, but like has that swagger type of guy that comes in, they, the offense clicks it's at South Carolina and they just steal one. Like, I think that would be the game for me. It doesn't mean that they won't make the playoffs or whatever, like or the SEC title game still. Uh, but I think that could be an interesting game. If South Carolina there, they do play Oregon the first game. I, I don't know Bo Nix versus that Georgia defense. You know I don't I don't have a, a hope there. But I think South Carolina. Who knows? They're, they're building subs at South Carolina. And their coach is cool, right? Like that's what we like to see, Beamer.
2: They got him. Was that 2020 that they got him or was the that field that 2019? goal? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they did. Was that I think that was the last time they were in South Carolina. And that that Oregon game is gonna be one that you're gonna see ESPN pump here in the next couple weeks and then we've seen those games how those happen and, and you know it'll it's going to end up being 48 to 21 and it's just going to be one of those runaway games
0: I, I'll point out though that I think people thought that way about LSU and UCLA last year and then UCLA just pounded LSU granted yeah. different levels but like I, I feel like Dan Lanning would be the kind of coach that would have the team ready for that type of game kind of like Chip Kelly was last year but you're right George is probably going to win by like three scores
1: you remember when uh, West Virginia played Alabama? This is gonna go way off the shows, way off the rounds. Yeah. But West, West Virginia played Alabama <laughs> and yes. they were talking about West Virginia being back. And it wasn't Alabama f- like forty to zero at halftime or something yes. like that. It was some crazy yeah. and I I remember like sitting there like, Oh my god, this game is this game is dead. Like that 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 could be that game.
2: Well, it's Maybe, one of those probably. like and I, I remember there was an Alabama Michigan one too, like week one where it was. I, I didn't like, want to bring
1: that one up. That no, wasn't the one yeah. I was gonna bring up. <laughs> I know
2: I I remember that one pretty but 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 it's one of those you you get excited for the season to start and then like the first three snaps you're like oh okay (laughs) like this is something else (laughs) yeah yeah all right let's let's move
1: on uh Kentucky let's go (laughs) to our Kentucky Wildcats here uh you know Will Levis Quarterback one, right uh, to Christian. Like he talked about him, maybe being in there. Chris Rodriguez is in some trouble at the running back position. Don't know what's going on with his legal issues there. They got Tavian Robinson, Barry and Brown, Dane Key, two very good freshmen. Keaton upshot the tight end position. So I think that their offense is is okay. I think it's it's better than above average right now. Their win totals at seven and a half. And the question that we have for Kentucky probably is with Levis, what receivers are going to step up to kind of see if he can rise up those draft boards. I'm gonna let Christian talk about this guy cuz he like he loves levis but just also like hey who can step up for them cuz he doesn't have Rwanda anymore you know we're not talking about those guys he lost uh, Javon Baker to UCF after he was supposed to transfer there so we've seen some question marks there
0: yeah so just if this is your first time joining the show I- Levis isn't my qb1 he's uh (laughs) he is up there though as my qb3 because of the tools that he possesses now a lot of what he did last year was he kind of found where wandale was and he threw him the ball and that was a pretty good strategy and we saw that kind of come to fruition with wandale's draft capital to the giants um in the second round last year but that's that's the question because i think tabion robinson is probably going to get that wandale robinson workload i think that he is that replacement but I think that this offense is going to spread the ball out a little bit more. Those freshmen, Dane Keyes showed out all spring. I think that he's going to be a player in that offense. Um, I saw a little note. There was some good news on the Chris Rodriguez availability front. So I think this offense is going to keep up. Where I have questions about Kentucky, though, is, is the defense going to hold their own enough? Or is Levis going to have to put up 30 to 40 points a game? Can Levis do that? I'm not sure. This is still an NFL scheme. Uh, they're going to run a lot of wide zone concepts, play action stuff that Levis is going to be really good at. And so I think that the offense could be fun to watch. Will it translate to a ton of wins? I don't know. They have, a, they have a tough schedule. They get Florida, they get Ole Miss, they get South Carolina, they get Georgia. I mean, that could be four losses right there. I think Levis is enough to push them over the top on, on a few of those games, though. Yeah, And I, you
2: touched on it. Dane Key is kind of a name that um, I'm looking at that, you know, Davion Robinson is going to be the lead option, just like you said. But Dane Key, just like you mentioned, he, he's crushed it in the spring and he's a high profile recruit for them, you know, a four star guy coming in. And can he step forward and be that, you know, that bigger target in the receiver room?
1: Yeah, I think they have him slot in as the X receiver right now, like even a starter above Chris Lewis, who was there last year. So like we've seen that. I like Barry and Brown, too. I think that they're big wild cards because I think Brown's a playmaking. When you watch his tape, you see everything about him. He has playmaking ability skills. He's a little raw just based on kind of where he's coming from out of high school. but they kind of have to have somebody gum in there, right? They're going to have to have someone jump in there and play like that. And I think he could give them that. I think the biggest question mark is, you know, will they be able to mature fast enough? Like I, I, I know Isaiah Cummins is there and these other guys that have been there a while. Um, but they need that. And then they need their running back room. If Chris Rodriguez can't go, it's going to be, um, kevosi Smoke. probably yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he's legit five nine, two Oh one. He can play there too. McLean's backing up him and right. Those guys like I, 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 it, Stoops has done a good job there. Like I, they're going to win eight games probably. Like I can see them seeing a eight, eight or nine wins. I don't see them competing with anybody in the SECs,
0: like for a championship. Not Georgia, no.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. probably not. I I that's where like if Levis is legit, that we've seen good quarterbacks take bad teams pretty far. Is he that good though? Probably not i'll be honest
2: probably the, are these numbers next to these names here uh over and under on win totals for these teams okay yeah i said
1: that yeah. earlier but it's cool that you don't listen to right. me it's right right we're <laughs> back to normal
2: i like this i like that we're just
1: rolling back into the normal show yes win totals i actually said it too i've said hey the win total is seven and a half or whatever so let's move on to tennessee the tennessee volunteers their win total on the year is seven and a half that is what they're expected uh the biggest question with Tennessee is can an experienced quarterback allow the team to take a step forward? So, when we look at Tennessee, we're looking at Hinden Hooker. Okay, he came on last year. We saw him have 2,900 yards, 31 touchdowns, three interceptions. He looked good last year. There were times where he, you, you could tell fatigue. That offense, that pace, uh, you know, he led that team. They should have won their bull game. They lost right at the last minute. Um, and, and when we're looking at these type of this, this offense, you got Cedric Tillman there, Jalen Hyatt, who I really like, Brew McCoy, who's transferred to another school. Like he, I think he's been at twelve schools already in his college career. Uh, then you have Jabari Small, freshman Justin Williams. It seems like on the offensive side, they're ready to go. Like it, it, now, can Hooker? get them out of that, like, I feel like the SEC East is just going to eat each other alive. So can Hooker elevate themselves over these teams? I think that's the question, Mark. What do you think, Jeff?
2: I think they're primed. I think they're ready to go. You you look at last year, and um, yeah, they kind of were still kind of hanging around that 500 territory, but I mean, other than Georgia, Bama and Florida, which I mean, it's kind of a big deal and they play those every year and those are kind of rivalry (laughs) games. Um, They, all their losses were by one score. So, um, you know, you kind of flip those things with the experience of Heaton hooker coming in, you know, last year at the beginning of the year, there was kind of that quarterback shuffle on um, playing Joe Milton the first week and what was going on there. And and so now that he's settled in, now that he's coming in with the experience, uh, he's one of them, Actually, low key, there is a lot of experience at quarterback in this conference, and especially in the East, that's coming in and playing. And yes, yeah, some of the, a lot of these games probably could go either way. But if it's not now, then win for Tennessee. And we, we know that they have a strong recruiting class coming in next year because they open up the checkbook to bring some guys in. And so maybe that backfills that. And but at the same time, I think we see that in, um, you you know, you kind of see that in programs occasionally where you're thinking, well, they've got a lot of guys coming in next year. And and then you kind of see that jump kind of the year before when you're really expecting it. And so they're kind of primed to be there. But that schedule is very, very open for them other than the Georgia and Alabama games, which you could say for most of this conference getting LSU and Florida Florida are really the two games that I think you circle that could go either way. And that could really decide that seven and a half win total because they get those two games. This could be a 10 win team.
0: Yeah. And realistically, they only have to snag one of them as long as they take care of business and the, the remainder of their schedule. Right. Cause I mean, they're going to play 12. Um, and so the four losses, I, I mean, I think that this could be an eight win team and I'd be feeling pretty comfortable with that outlook. Um, Hendon Hooker though he was good he was efficient he runs that offense well he's a really good college quarterback and I think some growth in opening up the offense to be more than half field reads would really really allow this Tennessee offense to kind of explode but when you have a guy like Cedric Tillman that you just want to feed the freaking ball I understand why they kind of do what they do because Cedric Tillman's able to get open even when they shorten the field to half the field for hooker offense is going to be good can the defense keep up again that's that's a big question mark for a lot of these teams and um you know no matter how good hypo is and and hooker is uh, i think ultimately this is they're they're capped at eight wins i still think i take the over though for what it's worth
1: it's close. It's one of those ones where I'm not running to the bank to go do it, but I, I could see it kind of going both those ways. They have that brutal stretch though. They play Florida, LSU, Alabama. Like they gotta, they have to. If if they can beat Florida and LSU, boom, like Jeff's talking about, okay. Now we're talking about something, and it maybe they play Georgia well. If they can win those other games and you're looking at, yeah, 10 and 2. They play Pittsburgh at Pitt, that could be a little bit of a tough one, but not with Keaton Slow as a quarterback. So like when you look into that things, I, I think that I, I do think that you're right there. I, I would say, do you think Cedric Tillman is the most relevant fantasy asset on this roster?
2: Yeah. To him, I would say so, yes. Um yeah. Jabari Small is pretty I good like, player
1: too. So I like, I like Jabari Small. Small. Like I think he's very I don't want to say very average because it means things like I don't like him, but mm-hmm. he's a he's 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 a mere whitish. Like that's where I have him like ranked right now for yeah. fantasy.
0: I Cedric Tillman to me is like a, a Cortland Sutton level prospect. I think he's going to get day two capital. He's really well regarded in draft circles right now. For what it's worth, I think he'll be drafted up there. Yeah,
1: I, I'm not. I'm on. A, I'm not on the handed Hooker d- fantasy relevant train for next year. Like
2: I'm just. I'm not. No. No. Brew McCoy.
1: <laughs> no. No, but Jalen Hyatt got my attention. Jalen could be that sleeping guy, especially in C2C. I've drafted him in a couple of leagues because he's going super late. And you know what? He could be the second option on a pass heavy team. And he's got speed on the outside. Like Hyatt could pop off. He had a couple games last year where we saw that talent. I like Jalen Hyatt as being a sleeper guy there. Yeah. Justin Williams is going to be a stud, by the way. Justin Williams is going to be a very good running back when he gets an opportunity. Um, all right. Let's go to Missouri for some reason. I forget they're in the SEC sometimes. Uh what so you know the, the 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 thing about missouri they've been incredibly average i think when i wrote my thing about them i think they've gone 48 and 49 in the last like eight years or nine years whatever it is like they just haven't had that pop up you know that season since they played for alabama for the sec title like 2013ish somewhere around there um Sam Horn might be playing baseball. They got maybe Tyler Mack in there. Nathaniel Peet's coming from Stanford. Elijah Young is there. Traveris Jones is a freshman running back coming in there. The big question is Luther Burden. He's probably considered some people's wide receiver one or wide receiver two, most analysts out there. Uh, The question is, will he transfer by week five? I think that's a very valid question actually. I know we're trying to be a little fun, but what if it just goes super bad? Sam Horns now not playing quarterback and they decide and Luther's sitting there like what am I doing here? And you know, he just goes to Alabama.
2: So, pretend I'm an idiot. Um why did Connor Beasley transfer? Is
0: there was there a story there or um it, there's there's no story. There's a rumor that he just was not happy with the way the offense yeah. was going. And okay. so it, he looked at Indiana as a place where he could revive that whatever <laughs> career he had. Bazel- yeah. Bazelak actually had some decent film for what it's worth. Like, I think he could he do that. Yeah. He wasn't doing that in Missouri. So No. Losing an army didn't situation. help. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. No, but... Um,
2: You know, Eli Drinkwitz is kind of there. Of like, they they, are they going to break through ever, or you know, is it kind of, yeah? The the Gary Pickle days feel like a long time ago.
0: Yeah, team's just not in good shape right now. I I think Burden's going to get fed targets. He's going to be an early producer, and he's going to be a a, an analytics darling because he's going to have a great target share this year. So that's that's the analysis for Missouri. I think for me.
2: Breakout age yeah. or dominator rating or something. Uh, all of it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of it. I like that. We're gonna make that. Under,
0: a under uh, Missouri, by the way.
1: Yeah, five and a half is their win total. I I, I don't. I'm Four. not putting. Yeah. I'm not putting over on that bad boy. Um, all right, let's go to South Carolina. Yeah. This is the team of destiny this year. SEC, uh, you know, Beamer is there running everything up, has a cool music video he came out with the other day. He's got transfers all over the place. So when you're looking at them, you know, Spencer Rattler's there, Marshawn Lloyd's coming back uh, from his injury. Could, could, could show something there um then you're looking at tight ends jaheem bell and austin Stogner. i saw some somebody was talking about them being the best tight end duo in college football uh and and then you know cory rucker transfer from ah, damn it where did arkansas state right josh van you know joiner these other guys that are coming there when we think of south carolina do we think spencer rather can lead this team to above six wins that's that's where they're at
2: can can please stop saying like spencer rattler is going to leave the lincoln riley oklahoma system and revive his career with south carolina if you're somebody that has ever said that before i don't don't know what you're talking about um maybe you've got some debbie stock that you're just kind of hoping can cash in and you're just kind of trying to sell that but that is something that i have seen before and that is wild to me that you think that this guy did fell apart at Oklahoma and he's going to come to South Carolina and he's going to revive his career and become back and revive that draft stock. And, and the other thing with Spencer Rattler too, of like, had he just opted out last year, where, where would he be drafted? It's kind of a question.
0: In the first, he he would have been in the first and that's, that's kind of the weird, the the strange problem right now is I, I think he killed his stock to the point that his ceiling now is like, Probably the second round early second round even if he has a great year and I'd argue he's a day three guy Some folks at that one website that we don't say the initials of it Uh have him ranked ahead of cj stroud. That's an absurd take um, Spencer Adler has a lot of arm talent, but Arm talent is not the end-all be-all for quarterbacks, and I think that's important to know I will say he's set up pretty nicely the the weapons aren't Fantastic, but I like stagner still uh, I I do like van i think uh cory rucker is another guy that transferred in uh and then they also brought in christian beale smith to yeah. play behind or with Marshawn lloyd and i think that rushing attack is actually going to be what helps rattler i don't think this team's going to be all that good though i think they're going to be just a, an average team um they might sneak a little upset here or there because rattler goes off but i just don't think there's going to be consistency
1: i circled they're three wins club, so. schedule.
0: three yeah,
1: but that's without the Clemson game that Jeff's talking about. I don't, I don't think they're going to be Clemson. Jeff hates Clemson. It's so yeah, I just. hate Clemson. <laughs> I, I think it'll be close. I, I, think I, I when I look at the roster, I just see or their schedule. I just, I don't know how they. I don't know. Made three or four wins, maybe. I mean, maybe they play Georgia a little tough, and they get it. They'll get an upset somewhere in that SEC schedule. It really comes down to what LSU is. Uh, but I, I like Marshawn Lloyd. I think Lloyd could have a bounce back year after come back from that injury. I know he didn't do well last year, two hundred twenty eight yards and sixty four attempts. But Lloyd could be that next guy that we talk. Oh, hey, he's back. Yeah, he thousand yards rushing. Look at that. Lloyd's looks like that kind of guy that we, we noticed when he was a freshman.
2: Um, but yeah, I, I I'm not putting money on Spencer Rather. That just feels like a fool's goal. Nah, not, yeah. Not doing they do run the sec special in the non-conference they've got georgia state charlotte and uh, sc (laughs) state so they're not exactly uh you know they're kind of taking full advantage of that sec scheduling there but they they have a&m in the cross conference in arkansas as well those are my three wins by the way
1: all right let's uh let's go over to florida florida's at seven wins billy napier new offense new head coach can he elevate Anthony Rich Richardson to be a first-round draft pick? Anthony Richardson is my QB3 right now based on the same thing that Christian was talking about with Levis, tools, tools and tools. Uh, he's got the arm. He's got everything there. He needs the consistency and needs the accuracy. And I think that his RPO system will help him. I don't know necessarily if he's going to elevate him yet. He's got to do it. He's got to perform on the field. Around him, though, when you're looking at basically what is the roster looks like, I know we like Montrell Johnson, tr- transfer, uh, came over with his coach, here. On the receiving end, gosh, I just want Xavier Henderson to do something for me because I've been touting him for three years, but I don't know if it's going to be there. Justin Shorter is there. Justin Shorter has been in freaking college football for a very long time as well, former Penn State guy. Uh, Trent Ripmore, Ricky Pe- Pearsall. Um, you know, you're looking at these guys that are there. Keon Zipper, he's there as tight end. Um, I think they're probably strength is their running back room and, and Richardson. I think they're going to lean on that rushing attack. What do you think Napier can do in his first year? What do you think with Anthony Richardson, Christian?
0: I mean, Richardson is the ultimate X factor for this entire conference, I think. Because I think if Richardson figures it out, this is an eight-win team. And I think if you see some of those uh, struggles with accuracy that we kind of have seen in his spurts, Uh, Then I think this is a five-win team and I don't think that there's a a bigger discrepancy in what a team can be based on one player But he does have that upside and I understand ranking him highly because that's there and and especially for fantasy uh, This kid could be a fantasy superstar Um, I don't know That it's gonna click in year one. I think Richardson might is, is one of the guys I've circled to come back to school and enter In the 2024 class, which I think would be good for his development. This is going to be a decent team. I think they're going to be much better off than they were with Mullen. Yeah,
2: Napier did do a pretty good job with Levi Lewis of limiting turnovers uh, over a 1000 attempts, he only had 15 picks over the last three years and so that that was a pretty good job um, for you know, he's not the most accurate quarterback. And so that kind of speaks to his testament of running an offense that can kind of hopefully remove the mistakes out of Anthony Richardson's game. But, um, and the other thing is you know, relying on that run game and, you know, Monto Johnson, we talked about him and, uh, little runs Lingard. I know that he was a highly rated recruit, but he hasn't really done anything um, to kind of back up that highly rated recruit. And then, uh, you know, Trevor Etienne, can he come in as a freshman and make any sort of impact? such a thick boy he is
1: he's he's, <laughs> he's a thick boy yeah that's, that's a pretty good way to say it i think that defense is not gonna be very good though so i think when i think when you're looking at their schedule and what they're coming out with they have a massive game against utah versus utah first game of the year let's that's see what anthony richardson can do like i think that is the game I'm now here's what's going to happen we're going to see Anthony Richardson hit that game. Watch. He's going to go off. And then we're going to see all these Debbie talk about him being a a candidate. And then he's going to lose to Kentucky the next week. Um, But that's just, that's just the, the how it happens. But I think that if he shows off against Utah, we could be have a see of special season. I think because Utah's defense historically very good, they, they're going to come ready to play and he's got to not make mistakes. I think if that's the case, and I think, I think he could maybe have
0: a good season. Best quarterback really? matchup in years. Cameron have is a month
1: football, We're i know all right let's talk about vanderbilt baby two and a half is their win total i don't have anything to say about them they have the worst roster in college football
0: under that's all i have to say
1: <laughs> it's gonna AM. be under because it's hawaii yeah. and elon the first two games i was gonna try to be cool and say that they could win three but no they're not winning three northern illinois is gonna blast them
0: yep
2: yeah. why are they still in like if if we're kind of moving to super conferences and whatnot like why i don't understand why they would get it just that's the one thing about realignment that i just don't understand of like why does Vanderbilt get a free pass because they were in the right room decades ago like it just that's makes it worse it, yeah Rappetism. it's just yeah, you know, Oregon, you're screwed, but Vanderbilt was in the right room however many decades ago. So they're they're gonna make 10x the money that you're gonna make. So congratulations.
1: Well, the new Vanderbilt coach just said that they're gonna be the best team in the SEC, didn't he? Didn't he just say that like um last week?
2: So people just say uh, things. So
0: yeah. there you go. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he said it's like hey. someone firing off tweets. It's the same thing. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> We're back. All right, let's go to the <laughs> SEC West sec west is i think a little bit more competitive than the sec east and so when you're looking at this this group alabama is at 10 and a half i'm gonna smash the over on that one uh the biggest question is for alabama is can the receiver step up so we're looking at bryce young we know what he can do we know what jameer gibbs is going to be able to do that receiver room needs some is going to have some questions and i think there's some there's some serious hey will they be able to step up and get to have that level of production that we used to see, I think it's going to be more spread out than we've seen in the past. I don't know necessarily. I think Burton's going to be good. Jermaine Burton, Um, Tyler Harrell, who me and Christian talked about as being kind of overrated right now in the Debbie space Uh, and these other guys that are kind of coming up there. What do we think about this receiving room, Jeff?
2: I'm really curious on Burton. On, um, I think a lot of people paint Jamison Williams as just kind of a vertical threat, but there was a lot in that offense on getting him the ball in space, allowing him to create, using him off wide receiver screens, using him on slants and and things like that. And and I wonder if Burton is going to be able to kind of step into that role. And I think that if he does, then you're kind of looking at a very different we saw what Jameson Williams did with production wise in that role. And I don't think that Burton is quite the, the level of athlete of Jameson Williams, but there could be a, a lot unlocked there. And as much as explosive as the Alabama offense has been, it, it was a pretty simple scheme. There were a lot of, uh, you know, Bryce young gets the ball, the, the kind of the play is predetermined, get it out to uh, really Jamison Williams quite often and allow him to create.
0: Yeah, I I think Burton does step right into that role. I think what we've seen from Burton is Georgia doesn't know how to use wide receivers. We kind of have already talked about that. Alabama does, and and I think that they're going to be able to utilize Burton to his full capabilities and kind of what he showed as a freshman, Um, and and I think that Burton's in for a really big year. Outside of that, though, I am curious to see what the the target dispersing will be look like because i think there's a flurry of guys that are going to be competing here and they're competing right now i'm i'm sure uh and determining who's going to get on the field i'd i'd love to see jacorey brooks take a massive step forward i would love to see him be the wide receiver two for this team this year or even you know be that wide receiver one i don't know if it happens i think uh i think a lot of guys are going to get on the field i think jojo earl christian leary trayson holden i still have hope for um so we'll see what it is alabama's winning more than 10 and a half games. That's an absurd line. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I, I do want to bring up too, if you, if you're on our, our Patreon, you have our manifesto and, and Christian did the usage patterns for Alabama it is extremely important to be either wide receiver one or wide receiver two in this offense because you're going to see probably over a twenty percent target share. If you're under that, more than likely, like last year was nine percent. Now they had some issues last year, and you had those. You know, we saw kind of the injuries and all that. But wide receiver one and wide receiver two is going to be over twenty. After that, it dips, and so that number two spot is very critical for that production that you want to see. So I do think Jaukori and Jermaine is going to be there, but can someone else maybe pop up in there? That's why I I questioned Tyler Harris. Carroll's overall production based on the numbers that we've seen in the usage patterns. Like I just, that's where I questioned it. And now I feel like I'm an analytical guy, but I, I think when you're looking at those, those, that usage pattern, you really want to be in the top two, especially in this office. It hasn't really changed in the last five years.
2: Yeah, and, and well, Cameron too, look for him as a guy that can step forward and, and grow there, but, um, but I, was really, I was waiting you know, for it. You know, if we're, if we're splitting hairs between uh, what CJ Stroud does and what Ohio State's passing game does versus what Alabama's passing game done, as Bryce Young's kind of does, uh, there's a lot more layering and uh, wide receiver option routes, those types of things in the Ohio State offense and the scheme that they're running than in the Alabama offense, and you speak to those yeah. top two receivers receivers and a lot of Alabama's offense is designed that we're going to design this guy open compared to Ohio State of like we require this wide receiver to read on where it's going to be and the quarterback to read where that wide receiver is doing yeah
1: CJ Stratus has too many weapons all right let's uh let's go over to Ole Miss Ole Miss is at seven and a half that's their win total I mean, the question is, is Jackson starts Jackson dart starting? Like, I don't even know if he's going to win that job over Luke Altmaier. Um, and Zach Evans, you know, what is he going to be? Can he compete? Can he be the running back one over Bijan? We've seen some talk out there from some guys saying he's a very fluid runner, maybe the best fluid runner in the class. Uh, and then, you know, Michael Triggs there, Jonathan Mingo, they really went heavy in the transfer portal. Jackson Dart's got to start, right? He's going to win this job. Are we going to be worried here?
2: If Jackson not start Dart doesn't start that is the most disastrous decision in the transfer portal issue. I just I, you know, it's not like he went to Oklahoma or something like that. He he went to Old Miss and, and you know, Old Miss is a Kiffin Lane Kiffin has them on the right track and I think that they're kind of doing the right things. And yeah, that that system has been explosive in the past, but uh, you, you know, you go from USC and I know that he Lost his job ostensibly before he even made a move. But you go from USC over to Ole Miss, and you just feel like that's kind of a step back, you would think, in terms of um, profile and whatever else it might be. And so, if he doesn't start, oh, gosh,
0: Jackson, like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's a bummer. Um, I talked about it when it happened. This, the offense doesn't fit what his strengths are, he's a really good, like. NFL pocket passer right now while and he can create out of structure, but This RPO garbage offense is not what he needed So it was a strange fit in the first place and Altmaier actually worked well in it last year And so we kind of know that he has the leg up But I kind of think he has the leg up in the same way that Sam Darnold has a leg up on Baker Mayfield in Carolina and I think that Maybe by week three or week four, maybe it does take that long. But I think Dart is the starter when the season ends, and I think he will have had a good run. Uh, Regarding your Evans question, yeah, I mean, if he hits his potential, it is as high, if not higher, than Bijan. So I I think you're looking at, I tweeted out a few months ago, he's a first-round talent at running back. Whether or not he gets drafted there, because we know that running backs really don't, Uh, that's that's a different story i guess but he is a talented running back
1: i think they get over seven and a half by the way i I think just looking at the roster playing georgia tech troy central arkansas tulsa they should go 4-0 and right there and then coming around mississippi state vanderbilt we just talked about them the big question will be can they beat arkansas and kentucky so i think those are the kind of those those areas that yeah i think they can i think if dark comes comes in there i love those first four games for him too if he does start and kind of gets his way in there, I think we could see it. There's really no one on the receiving side I want in this offense. I mean, I like Mango, those guys, but nothing really pops off for me
0: for Debbie. I'm, I'm kind of in on Mango in C2C. Yeah, yeah. But not Debbie. No. All right,
1: let's go to Arkansas. Arkansas is at seven and a half. Someone wrote this question. I don't know who
0: wrote this question. <laughs> is
1: Hasselwood the next Bur- Burks? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but let's just talk about their as a all. Well. KJ Jefferson is there. Raheem Sanders, who we all like on the show. Dominique Johnson is also there. AJ Green. I think their running back room, even Jamion Hunt, I think they have a very solid, deep running back room. Jaden Hasselwood, a wide receiver. Warren Thompson is there. Keetron Jackson, I know people have talked about him. Um, Hudson Henry still hanging around there. Trey Knox is probably going to be the starter. Um, and, you know, just looking at this roster, Hasselwood has not really shown too much since he was at Oklahoma. I know he got injured. He kind of came out of it. And that offense was a mess last year. What do we, Jeff had some strong feelings about Hasselwood last year. I feel like if I remember.
2: I mean, he was the number one recruit in his class. And that was a, yeah. a class that, you know, we saw Garrett Wilson in. So um, he came in valued and and then, yeah, he got injured that sophomore year. I think sophomore year can kind of be key year for a lot of guys and losing that year it kind of reset. And then, yeah, it, there is enough there that coming in with that pedigree, um, the injury sophomore year, that offense, and then really that the whole team, team kind of to some extent falling apart a little bit last year from the expectations and what we have for an Oklahoma offense um coming in you know he's you talk about burks hazelwood's probably not going to be asked to do a lot outside of try to win vertically and and then maybe we'll scheme up some other, but I don't know that he's the type of player like Burks that can get really involved in the run game. And I think he's just kind of going to be more of that outside boundary vertical element receiver for a quarterback that we don't think is particularly accurate.
0: Yeah, he's a sloppy receiver. He needs coached. And quite frankly, that's not a place that I feel confident that he'll be coached up at. So, um, in, in terms of the seven and a half wins their defense is still going to be legit I don't think they get there I, I think they're at five six seven probably not five probably six or seven wins you have four you think yeah, four
1: I think they're gonna be the most I think the most overrated team I think KJ Jefferson's overrated and I think their schedule they got Utah or excuse me they have uh, Cincinnati BYU on their out of conference schedule I mean they have some tough so schedule like when you look at their schedule you're just like Hey, what's going on? LSU, Auburn, even Liberty, Liberty's going to put points up. I mean, they're going to have that. I mean, we saw them get their ass kicked last year, so that should be a win. Um, But I think it's going to be, I think they're going to be the most, I think they're overrated as a, as a squad. I don't like KJ Jefferson that much. It's fair. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. All right, let's go to Mississippi State. Let's look at their six and a half for our Mike Leach's team. The question is, will Mike Leach get fired or are they going to bounce back? So I've seen a couple of people say like, hey, he's got him on the right track. This is his best roster. He's got Will Rogers there. He's got your care marks there for another year. Dylan Johnson, Jaden Wally. Uh, you know, he did lose some receivers there, obviously, but I just don't see it. Six and a half is pretty close. It's probably going to be under there. I don't know if he's going to get fired, but I think it's going to be very close for him
2: week week one or their week one playing memphis i feel like is a little low-key a little bit of a scary game for them because um you, know, you know memphis with seth hennigan getting that experience last year and looking like he could be a player he come in there and you know they go in and steal that, that game against mississippi state that that could really leave them reeling you know they they play arizona they play bowling green coming out of that but being in that sec west they They are probably the worst team in the SEC West, but they've got enough. They do have a couple breaks in the schedule that could get them maybe close to that number, but um, that could be a real low key. One of those games that you don't really think about coming into it, but then you see the upset and, you know, it's one of those that maybe you're ESPN is tracking as you're watching that last 10 minutes of that game is Memphis going to pop this upset here.
1: Well, they lost him last year. So it's it's not unprecedented.
0: Yeah, I think they're going to get routed in conference. I think they've got a really difficult um, schedule. So uh, ultimately, no, I, I, I don't know if he gets fired. I don't know if they make a bowl game. And I think if they don't make a bowl game, he does get fired. So.
1: I'm out if Lane if Lane keeps crushing it Ole Miss and he's doing these six wins seven wins he's not gonna make it it just that's just not how it goes there um I think that's the biggest thing there all right let's go to Texas and I think this would be a little bit more interesting on this eight and a half is their win total the question is is how quickly can they buy a championship and my answer is well they got to fight a quarterback I think that I mean every the only thing holding this team back is a quarterback they got Max Johnson obviously to transfer LSU Haynes King is there Connor Wiegman Devin O'Chain is there, L.J. Johnson, you know, Amari Daniels, Le'Veon Moss, um, Ania Smith, maybe he's gotten some trouble recently. Jalen Preston, Evan Stewart, Chris Marshall, two freshman uh, wide receivers. They got Blake Smith, but probably Jake Johnson, Donovan Green. Those guys are really going to step up in that room. Um, But, I mean, the question is, I mean, they bought everything, right? $22 million worth of players for this last recruiting class but they didn't get a quarterback. I mean, I like Connor Wigman, but the, you know Jimbo's not going to start him. They're going to start Max Johnson. So can Max Johnson lead you to an SEC title game? I don't think he can.
2: Is Max Johnson going to survive the Alabama game? Because <laughs> with all that talking between Saban and Jimbo, yeah. I yeah, have a feeling Will Anderson's going to do some bad, bad things to Texas A&M, and especially that coming off that loss last year. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> that. That's one of those that... Jimbo has got so much momentum from this recruiting class and everything, ready to go. Buy him some players, but then they get routed against Alabama. That that could be a a real mea culpa on the whole, you know, the whole uh, system. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think they're a really good team, and I also wouldn't rule out Haynes King. I know he was not making good decisions, and that's kind of stuff you see from young quarterbacks and i don't think max johnson is really good at all no uh, for what it's worth, like i think haynes king is the more talented uh, quarterback now i will say max johnson is also safer with football even though he does crazy things like flips it like behind his back like that one crazy play one of the worst mm-hmm. interceptions or fumbles or whatever it was last year but uh I, I think there's a chance that haynes king comes out and wins this job and and keeps a hold of it because he's got some arm talent he's got some upside kind of in the way that like Spencer Sanders has upside at Oklahoma State, which isn't great, but like it gets you there. They won last year. I'm I'm curious. I think this is a nine or 10 win team, though. I think they lose to Alabama. They've got a really, really tough schedule. They've got to be a lot of good teams. So um, everyone in this in this division is going to have that, though. And I think this is the team that has more talent on both sides of the ball.
2: I don't know. I, I feel like I almost banged that over on that eight and a half because, you know, the Sam Houston App State, UMass they are not losing those games. They're probably not losing to South Carolina. If we think there's a chance Mississippi State is going to be terrible and get Mike Leach fired. If we think Arkansas might be bad. Uh, I mean, that seems kind of like an easy over to me.
1: Yeah. No, I, I agree. Can we talk about LJ Johnson just disappearing from like everything? Like it seems like he might be the third running back on this roster now. And he came out as like I think he was the fourth running back overall um in that draft class. He just disappeared, huh? Do you think he'll bounce back?
0: Yeah. The coaches seem to be more optimistic about him, but yeah. I don't I don't really know what's going on there. Cause I I don't think it's just on the field stuff. Yeah, honestly. So
1: yeah, because he went in like the 10th round of a recent draft I was in because he's falling a down. Like, if you want a Debbie buy, <laughs> if you, he's pretty cheap. You could go probably get LJ Johnson and just say, hey, I'll just bank on it and hope that he – I mean, because he's in line to be that next guy next year. Like, he could be the volume guy. Hey, we talk about him. I think Spiller's also – Isaiah Spiller's fall from Debbie Grace is definitely – stop people from going after some of these guys that's that's definitely happening out there um all right auburn let's go to auburn real quick and then we'll go to lsu auburn's at six and a half wins how the mighty have fallen uh but you know when we're looking at auburn i think the biggest question mark is their quarterback room i don't it's 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 there uh when you're looking at basically who's on that roster and what that what they've been able to do i think they've struggled recruiting uh, they, the TJ Finley's there is Zach Calzada, obviously Texas A&M transfer, Robbie Ashford from Oregon, Who's going to be their guy that they step up there? Tanks there, uh, Jarquez Hunter, uh, Demari Alston, two freshmen I really like there. Wide receiver room is pretty much wide open. I don't necessarily know who's going to jump up there. Even the t- even tight end room is not really Debbie relevant or the wide receiver room. I think the only Debbie relevance on this roster is the running back room. And Tank's seen a drop in his value. We just talked about the Debbie mock that we did. I think it went into the end of the second now. like His, his, his value is dipping hard. Is there anything to excite you that they can maybe win seven games this year, Christian?
0: Robbie Ashford I I mean if you like Robbie Ashford I think that we have we have to see it on the field but if they're gonna win games it's gonna be in the way that Bo Nix won games and that was just hucking the ball all over the place and hoping it worked and it kind of like that's what Ashford's profile is but Ashford has a nice athletic profile he's got some nice arm talent I'm curious. I I don't think he's gonna win the job. TJ Finley has the leg up here. Calzada has been hurt. I think Calzada probably is the best quarterback of this room. But I think their best shot is to be a little risky with it. I, what do you have to lose other than your job? You know, that thing doesn't matter. So,
2: who wins? Yeah. Penn State or Auburn? Penn State. Penn State. Easy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They lose that game. And I I don't know. I mean, again, this is another, (laughs) this is another, they might win three games. I'm not, when I was looking at that, they play
1: Western Kentucky too.
2: Western Kentucky. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that could low key. That could be a one because that's going to be a look ahead game. That is the week before the iron bowl. And so we've seen that before those late season games. And that's really kind of sandwiched right in there between Texas A&M and Alabama.
1: So do you think Tank Bigsby is a timeshare? Or what do we think about Tank? I'm not as high on Jack as Hunter. Uh, I, I, I don't think Hunter is going to be a, is a Debbie relevance. I do like Demario Alston. I still like Tank, though. I still think Tank's getting underrated
2: hunter really fell off as the season went on most of his production was early season first five games and i think sometimes what you see especially in fantasy football is if a player is producing in that early season window that kind of locks the narrative in place and it doesn't really matter what happens the rest of the year Um, but he really wasn't
0: very involved through the rest of the year he's also not very good And tanks should get, I mean, 50 catches this year too, for what it's worth with those receivers. Uh, And I would love to see it because I think he's talented. Yeah,
1: no, he he should, but six and a half. That's a hard number. I would go under on that. I I think, I think that's a pretty good lock for me. Um, LSU. Let's go to our last one and we'll talk about projected winners. Go through it. LSU, you know, Brian Kelly's first tenure here. I think the question is what is a successful season for him? Uh, quarterback battle right now, uh, kind of. I I heard Jaden Daniels is not going to win that job. It doesn't look like he's doing that well at camp. Garrett Newsmeyer is there. Miles Brennan, we know that. Walker Howard is not ready yet. He could be, but he's not going to be jumping up ahead in that right now. John Emery Jr., who is a fan of, we are a fan of on this show, and we think he could do very well next year. I think they're going to lean heavy on him. Keyshawn Boutte, I think he's going to play. From all accounts, it sounds like he's ready to go. Uh, uh, Jerrod Jenkins, Malik Neighbors, Jack Beck. So there's some guys at the receiver room that need to after Kayshawn kind of pop out of there, um but what is a successful season for LSU, Jeff? Eight wins?
2: My how the mighty have fallen. I mean, this is a program that you know, twenty nineteen. We think that that's one of the most historically best programs ever, and now we're saying is it a successful? Successful season if they win eight games? But um you know, take care of the rivals, I guess. Get close to eight wins nine wins maybe beat florida beat arkansas and and i guess that's a successful season uh
0: yeah eight wins would be like the minimum they they have to hit eight wins this this team is not that bad i i mean if you get Boutte back you get emery back that's a good offense already um and so i just don't i don't see how anything below eight wins would be called successful just with the uh, we, uh, with the level of program that this is now, I know that this is, he's inheriting a lot. I think Malik neighbors is a, is a dude personally. I think that he's going to be the next LSU wide receiver drafted day one or day two. Uh So I, I'm curious to see if they have a quarterback that can get Boutte and him the ball.
1: I think that's the question. Yeah, that's yeah, That's the key, right? I think that's, they have a quarterback there. Yeah. I think they can. Now we've seen LSU not win with a quarterback before and Brian Kelly's won plenty without having like a top top notch quarterback. So I mean that is something to kind of go into. Um all right, let's do this really quick. Do we have anybody win a division besides Alabama,
0: and
1: Georgia? It's hard to get into. my dark horse. Dark no. horse, Kentucky. Okay. Uh t- so all right. So who wins? Who wins the SEC? Is it Georgia or Alabama, Jeff?
2: you're never going to go broke betting a uh, betting against Al- or betting on Alabama. So I'm going to take Alabama to win the sec. I think that they're back for, they've got a lot of vengeance there. There's a lot of motivation for Bryce young and Willie Anderson.
0: Same Alabama's Alabama's defense is going to rival the Georgia 2021 defense. I think um, they're going to be so legit and with Will Anderson's going to have 20 sacks, probably it's going to be nuts. So it's, Stetson Bennett's not going to make it out alive, I don't think. So,
1: so Alabama's defense is going to be better than Georgia's last year, and they have Bryce Young on the other side. So that's a pretty easy. Uh, I feel like that's a pretty easy bet for me. I'm going to take Alabama because I think Bryce is going to step up, and I think that offense is going to look better. I think Jameer gives a big piece of that puzzle. That. I think is going to separate them from the other groups, this group too. I think that it gives them something against Georgia's defense. that didn't have last year and it gives them another weapon. So I just think it's going to be too many weapons. So I think Alabama wins it. I think Georgia can still sneak into the playoff, but I think Alabama is going to be that, that squad this year. So, all right, well, that is our sec breakdown Went through questions. We went through, uh, you know, win totals and when Jeff was paying attention, uh, we went over (laughs) division winners, title game predictions, all of that. And now we're gonna have some fun. So we're gonna dive into some some games. Uh, you know we have a we have an ad read. You got you got it down, Jeff? For
2: well, yeah, of course. So right. you know Trophy Smack, and and make sure that you go to Trophy Smack for all of your trophy or belt or ring needs for your fantasy football league you know get your league together everybody throw in an extra 10 bucks 15 bucks 20 bucks whatever it might be do it one year and you can buy yourself a trophy that you can trade and you know kind of if you do live drafts we had sfb live and we did live drafts again you do live draft you bring that trophy and you put it on your mantle and your wife gets mad at you because you've got a fantasy football trophy on your mantle at home (laughs) <laughs> Make sure to get your trophy and use the code "The Devi Royale" when you get that, and you will get a free ring.
0: Sounds like you're speaking from experience on that, that mantle story there, Jeff. <laughs> All right,.: let... it's, it's the, the Sports sportsbook rundown. rundown.: Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get into the sportsbook rundown. We haven't played this in a long time, so I don't know who the last winner was. We kind of just took that out. Someone won. Uh, I think Kevin actually was the I think last Kevin winner, but win yeah uh this week we're picking just weird things as usual it is we're almost there we're, we're a month away but first one ufc 277 juliana pena versus amanda nunez jeff who are you taking
2: pena i guess i know nothing about ufc yeah me neither
0: kevin
1: i know this stuff all right amanda i'm gonna take amanda nunes
0: okay me too uh, yeah, I I feel like I've I've heard of her, so that's that's who I'm gonna take. Uh, Rocket Mortgage Classic, who finishes higher between Patrick Cantlay, Tony Finau, uh, Will Zalatoris, Cameron Young, or Cam Davis? Jeff, who are you taking?
2: I have not consumed my golf content yet, but um, Patrick Cantlay, who would be just because he's the first name listed, works works great for me. Okay. I'll take
1: uh, Cam Davis.
0: All right. Uh I'll take uh take Cam Cameron Young. That, that feels like a, a decent pick here. Uh UEFA Women's European Championship, Germany versus France. Um Jeff, who are you taking?
2: I'll stick with my roots. I'll go with Germany on this one. I got some German ancestry, so Germany. Okay,
1: Kevin? I'll go France. They've never let anybody down before in a world war against Germany.
0: Uh, All right. Next thing, boxing, Danny Garcia versus Jose Benavidez. Jeff, who you taking? Danny Garcia. I'm just like (laughs) picking everybody that's listed first. Uh, I'm going to take, I'm going to skip, I'm going to change the order here because I'm going to take Benavidez and let Kevin figure this out. I'll take Garcia. Uh, New York Yankees versus New York Mets. Is this the... what Tomorrow.
1: tomorrow. We didn't put that down. Yeah, it's tomorrow's game.
0: Okay, Kevin, who are you taking? I'll take the
1: Yankees.
2: Yeah. Jeff? Give me the Yankees. They are listed
0: first. I will also take the Yankees because they are good. All right, and that'll do it for the sportsbook rundown. Uh, Five things. Again, football is almost here, so this will be more fun in about a month prospect, prospect
1: poker. poker all right let's roll over to prospect poker so rules of game is simple. we're going to play poker on the screen and as we do that we're going to talk about some of our biggest breakout people just to kind of focus on some guys that maybe didn't touch on during the sec breakdowns um and our busts though people that we think we should try to kind of stay away from in debbie so christian who is your breakout
0: Uh, You know, I just looked at the sheet and I see who you picked and I feel like a fraud. Um, So good on you. But uh, Kendall Milton is my guy. I think, you know, opportunity really hasn't presented itself for him to have a a massive role just being in the Georgia running back room. I think that that opportunity is going to present itself this year. Uh, He's really battling with Kenny McIntosh for touches. And I think Milton is the better pure runner. I think that he is going to lead the Georgia running back room and that is a valuable asset.
2: All right, so we've got a four of clubs, a queen of diamonds, and an ace of spades. And Christian's going to toss up a four of hearts. So Christian is sitting on a pair of fours right now. I have Montrell Johnson, the running back from Florida. He followed Billy Napier over from lul U- L- lafayette and so there's that that experience there we know this team will likely rely on running the ball and so i think montrell johnson is going to step up as a lead back now it could be a committee uh, but at the same time th- there's a lot of questions in that backfield behind him around them and he could really just take that role and run with it but i'm going to flip it up and have a six of hearts
1: I'm going to take a John Emory Jr. from LSU. I think we've been talking about him enough. I think he could have a high volume with uh, you know Brian Kelly's offenses. We've seen those running backs be able to do that, and he's got a big frame. I think he's got his head on right now. I don't think anything was ever wrong with him as a player. I think it was just all mental and, and kind of, hey, can he get on the field? He seems to have that past him. He looks mature. He looks ready to go. He's a grown-ass man. He's physical. I think he's going to look good in the SEC, and I think he could be a big riser in this class.
2: Right. Kevin has a nine of diamonds. So Christian is the leader right now with two fours.
0: Yeah. Uh, my bust is Tyler Harrell. We've already talked about it, so I won't drone on, but I just don't see where the volume coming from. And I don't see even a role for him. If I'm looking up and down the depth chart uh, in terms of what I think his talent is versus the other guys.
2: We have a six of clubs and I'm realizing now that we don't know who won the sports rundown last time. I don't think so. We'll call it Kevin. We'll call it Kevin. Okay. okay. But I'm going to go with Spencer Rattler because if I can pick Spencer Rattler for a bust, I'm going to pick Spencer Rattler for a bust. And there's really not uh, any more on that. Uh, I just This is a guy that I just don't believe in. And, you know, Spencer, if you're watching the show, um, you know, you're we're welcome to have that conversation and you're welcome to prove me wrong. Uh, but right now, I feel like I'm just going to be pretty smart saying that Spencer Rattler will be a bust. An ace of clubs, pair of aces. You're welcome.
1: You're welcome. Spencer rather. All right. Mine's KJ Jefferson from Arkansas. I don't understand why he's getting drafted in Debbie drafts. Like he is still getting drafted in Debbie drafts. I've seen, he's still getting touted as kind of being like a Debbie sleeper. KJ Jefferson can't play quarterback. He's fine. Like he's going to be okay at college, but he's not going to be an NFL quarterback. So why are you taking him in Debbie? I don't understand it. I've seen it. We do mocks and people draft him, And I just get confused because I, maybe I'm watching the wrong guy, but the guy I saw last year wasn't going to be able to be
2: an NFL quarterback. All right. So we've got a three of diamonds and that means I've won this game. So we're, I guess, handing the last game to Kevin and I've won this game. And that means that we are playing a little bit of poker the way we play. Whoa, poker. Whoa, 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 hold on. We're not
1: handing the game to me. I earned that. I did win that game. <laughs> Don't be just dis- okay. to take that away from me. It's okay. true. Yeah. Well, you I'm won. just
2: making sure because I, I didn't know if we tracked it because God forbid, whoever knows what we picked like a month ago, the last time that I was on the show, but we're playing blackjack. Now we play blackjack, we toss it up. We play a little bit of trivia with that blackjack. And so uh, Christian is going to start us off with an eight. Kevin is going to have a 12 and I'm going to have a 19. All right. So I should probably have questions too. So I don't know if uh, Christian, do you have a question for Kevin?
0: Yeah, what year did the SEC
2: form?
1: 1988?
0: No. Jeff, do you have a guess?
2: What year did the SEC form? Um,
0: 1932. Wow, 1933. That was really close. But yeah, in the 30s.
1: Wow, I was way wrong. Don't take my advice <laughs> for anything. I'm like COVID. COVID is the,
2: the reason I always that. <laughs> All
0: right. Um, are you going to flip a card for Kevin, Jeff?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I will do that, actually. <laughs> um, uh, All right. Uh, well, yeah, that's a bust then. All right. Yeah. So uh, question for Christian. Christian, who who was the last sec champion that was not one of alabama lsu or georgia florida it, it was actually auburn Uh-oh. so damn it 2013 the year they went to the national championship game the kick six about. year and you busted yeah. too no you did not bust so you're still rolling so kevin you have right. a question. i do what team uh, did
1: the Dallas Cowboys beat twice when they won the Super Bowl? Man, I don't know. Uh, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, do you know what it is, Jeff?
2: What you. what wasn't born the last time they won the Super Bowl. Bowl. They beat the Steelers twice in the Super Bowl, I think. I'm, I'm Wait, so confused on. by that. I don't hold understand a that minute. question. Hold, hold on a second. I think it was but a bad Eagles? trivia question. Would you?
1: Okay. First of all, it was a bad trivia question. The, Giants, the I read.
2: Eagles or the Washingtons? Okay, one of those listen, teams. Listen here, Dick.
1: Okay. I read the question wrong <laughs> and then I was trying to make fun of the bill. Who, who, who's the last team to lose four Super Bowls in a row,
2: Christian? <laughs> the Bills. Okay. Christian got it right. There's this trivia question. That means I won the show.
1: <laughs> All right, time for Jeff's corner. I got the COVID's wiped my brain. I gotta get off the show right now. I don't know what I'm reading. All right, Jeff, sorry. We'll we'll
0: get you up here. It's been a while.
2: It has been a while since we've on Jeff's corner and we are coming to the stretch run before football starts. And, and really, you know, we're kind of grinding that preseason content. We've got charity leagues going on and and that's, I think that's a good reminder that, you know, in your fantasy league, maybe you donate a portion of your pot to charity, or maybe you start a charity league about that you are passionate about. Just make sure it's best ball Do charity, best ball leagues, and let's throw five bucks in. Let's have a little bit of fun. Let's do drafts. We all love drafts drafting and we are you know we've been drafting for eight months seven months and we are almost done and so it's wild that we are here and it's great to be here and it's just let's go let's we're ready for football A good yeah,
1: always adding stuff to charity is a good idea. And um we're done with takes. I'm 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 done with takes. I'm just ready for a training camp and let's get through this and talk about it. But hey, college football's coming too. We're excited, you know, a month away and we're gonna get some college football out there, week zero, baby. So next week, August 2nd, we'll be back at 9:30 Eastern, covering another conference. Until then, I'm Kevin Coleman at the boys underscore 22
2: I'm Jeff Bell at For Whom J Bell Tolls,
0: and I am Christian Williams at C Williams NFL. And this is the W A L. Thank you for listening to the Debbie Royale. Follow us on Twitter at the Debbie Royale. If you haven't already, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Debbie Royale. Tune in on YouTube every Tuesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But until then, this has been the Devi Royale.